Hey Swifters, I'm Simon Schofield and this is The Swiftcast. Coming up on this episode, cloud gaming. Is this a possible future for Swift? We're announcing today GeForce Now for PCs. Clydesdale Racing, now big kilos and no barrier if you fancy racing. And after a rather ill-advised dive into a snowdrift resulted in a broken neck, one Zwifter is rehabbing on the trainer. And I'm delighted to say the other two points of the Zwiftcast triangle are here with me as ever. Nathan Gary, you dude. Hey Simon, how's it going? Pretty good with me, thank you. And over in Australia, all suntanned and lovely from the tour down under, Shane Miller. Hey Shane. Good evening, how are we? Very well indeed, thank you. Now, we'll be getting all the griff from the tour down under, and I mean all the griff, Shane. I want gossip. I hear you've got high-grade gossip. I want gossip from the tour down under. But let's start with a bit of a mutiny this week when a piece on Zwift Insider, written by the editor there, Eric Schlanger, was pretty forthright in demanding, we want it now, world-changing. He had an excellent case, actually. I mean, he put the arguments uh, very cogently and listed them in order, and they were pretty good arguments. Nathan, why... Well, actually, we we might get some hints in a minute as to why we haven't got it, but surely it's time. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there. I mean, we talked about it last time as well. There's a lot of people. It's fairly crowded. Um, You know, we... Talk a lot about the blob and racing. I think there's just like a blob of riders everywhere at this point. So, But there's busy and then there's crowded. Um, And now it's kind of crowded, particularly on Richmond days. Not that there are many of those. Yeah, for sure. Uh, There's always a wheel to be on, even if you don't want to be on a wheel. Uh, Yeah, I think it's time. It's definitely time. We need to be able to split apart, do our own thing, or just sort of thin thin out the herd, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, I did, um, as we say these days, I did reach out to Zwift to find out if there's a kind of story behind this. And um, John Mayfield came back to me in in some detail, actually. And and I want to to thank John for that, because it's really good to get an understanding of why these things don't happen perhaps as fast as we'd like them to happen sometimes. So so let's spin this past you two, because I I do think it's interesting that this amount of detail we get from John. Um, I mean, the first thing he says is that real-time world switching has been a feature in iOS right since launch. So it works in iOS and they've tested it. Um, Now he said when when it first started, it did have a pretty high failure rate. So it works in iOS. And he now says it's now stable enough that we're ready to bring it to desktop. Um, but here's, here's one uh, dilemma that they've been wrestling with. And, and Nathan, this is, this is an interesting point. It makes it hard to ride with people as they may be on another world. So you can sort of see that, can't you? If you, if, if you use the ride with feature, you're in Watopia and somebody's in... Richmond, then you can see kind of on a coding level, not that I know much about coding, but that looks to me to be quite a tricky problem to solve. Uh, The ride with feature is only available when you first log in. Yeah, that's true. So at this point, you're already choosing where you're going to go. In other games, World of Warcraft, if I logged in and saw my friends, uh, it would tell me like where the, or, or, or if they're in my guild, or in Zwift, it would be clubs. It'd tell me about where they're at, and then I could go and find them and chat with them and 
transport to them if I needed to. So mm. I think the ride with would then be a part of the world selection. Shane, here's one. I, this this is this is in, in your area, and again, it get, kind of gives an indication of the, of the sort of problems that that they're having to solve. It would chop up people's activities in multiple worlds into multiple Strava activities, which creates spam. Uh, Strava spam, I guess he means. Yeah, this is something we talked about with the teleportation. Uh, even on the same world, it would create a straight line because they're using Strava's technology, which is built on the real world mm. with GPS points. Ah, uh, yeah, very interesting one to solve. It's an easy concept to think about and get your head around, but to solve it with the current technology we have and upload into Strava, yeah, things are going to get a little bit tricky. Um, I think this may need some integration with Strava so we don't just uh, flood feed our activities. If we're switching between worlds, we have two kilometers here, three kilometers here, and a race over here. And if that's multiple activities, oh, that's going to get really nasty. So we're going to need some close cooperation with other companies here, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think what this does is it gives an indication of the, the, the kind of problems that they do have to solve with this. And I'm, a, you know, but this is what companies like Swift do. I mean, that's why they exist to solve tricky coding problems. And, and the final point that John makes, which, which again, I think is an interesting one, and I'll use his words here because they are interesting. Finally, we also needed to get to critical mass before we wanted this even to be an option. I think that's fairly well known. Um, and I believe we now have critical mass. So um, that's a bit of, uh, that's the top man, Shane, saying there are now enough people for world switching. Hmm. Interesting to see what number or what threshold that was that they determined what critical mass was. But look, if they're going to introduce it, fantastic. Bring it on. Um, more options for gameplay and the experience for everyone. I'm all for it. Well, there we go. Bit, bit of insights. I mean, what we didn't get there was a date um, because John hardly ever gives date for, <laughs> for anything at all that, uh, that that's about to launch. Um, and I did ask him for one and we didn't get one. But, you know, there's some insight there into the kind of problems that are going to be solved and probably well on the way to being solved. And, uh, uh, you know, the idea that this is definitely going to happen um, uh, endorsed by John Mayfield. So uh, it looks like it's going to happen. So, Shane, let's get on to some tower down under gossip. I mean, the centre of the cycling universe for the last week or so, you were you were there with lots of other notables uh, from cycling media and indeed one of Zwift, Zwift's rivals, Virtue Go, chose the tour down under to kind of launch its product, really, or, well, launch itself to the world. I mean, it's, it's still very much in beta. So, um... How did it go down? Uh, look, I guess we got a lesson in commercialization. Um, the tour down under itself, the tour village is where everyone goes and has their eyes on. It's where the athletes go and uh, have their bikes serviced and it's where the service course is all week. Mm. Virtual go are right there, smack bang in the mm. middle. And they're also on the television and they're also getting the pros right. I reckon Green Edge were there. They had some pro riders there uh, and they got a prime spot on television. Somebody, and I don't like to say this, but somebody even said to me, it's like Zwift weren't even there. They did not mm. even have any um, any presence at all. But the reason for that, that's the commercialization of the actual event. I believe there's um, certain licensing or certain uh, anti-competes, I guess. They have Zwift were definitely there. And if you look up on YouTube, look on Zwift social media sites, um, Zwift Oz, we had a duathlon, the world first duathlon on Zwift. That was massive. That was huge. I'll say it right now. The duathlon itself 
was bigger than the pro men race they had. Really? And hands down. Twice as bigly, three times as many people watching, cheering. And when the men, the pro men got on there, Ollie, um, the Dimension Data rider now, got on there and raced. I mean, he was a fantastic rider, like unbelievable to see him in person, rip out those numbers around Whitesopia. But the crowd was about half to a quarter as what it was for the duathlon. Entertainment-wise, I think the duathlon's got a massive, massive appeal. So it was a world first there. And, and th- there was one thing, and I mean, you shouldn't set too much store by one thing posted on 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 Facebook. But there was one comment that I found kind of quite interesting from somebody who'd gone up to Virtugo and got what she thought was short shrift. Um, she felt she'd been, she, I think she felt she'd been kind of snapped at a bit um, because yeah. she'd she'd asked them. Presumably something they'd been asked 500,000 times during the course of the week, which was, you know, how are, how are you different from from Zwift? But it just sh- it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, she put that on 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 Facebook and then suddenly it's all over the place that, that Vertigo aren't aren't very friendly. And, and that's clearly not true. I mean, they I'm sure they were as friendly as they could possibly be. But tricky business, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Look, it's, they're, they're always going to be compared. I think everybody in the market's probably two years behind Zwift. Mm. And Zwift have just got the giant sponge and soaked up everybody looking for that online experience um, with their mm. new smart trainers and, and what Zwift has to offer. So any competitor will always be compared to Zwift. The day I actually put a, a comment on that one as well saying, well, look, the day was about 43 degrees. It was <laughs> super hot. <laughs> and they probably had about 50 million, as you said, 50 people, 50 million people asking them yeah. about why is this different? Is this Zwift? And they'd think it's Zwift because a lot of people, if they haven't seen Zwift, they probably wouldn't know the difference between the two. They may have even thought it was a Zwift rebranding. They would have expected mm-hmm. to see Zwift there. Um, bit of confusion, I guess. It looks very similar. You've got an avatar riding on a virtual road on smart trainers. So everybody thinks, oh, it's Zwift. So it's the first thing they're going to say. Look, I had a few chats to the guys behind the scenes there at Virtuco. They're nice guys. Um, and they know exactly where they sit in the market. They believe there's room for more than one, which is fantastic. It absolutely mm-hmm. there is. And uh, yeah, they have their work cut out for them, though. Absolutely. And, and observing from a distance, as as we clearly were here, you know, a distance not only geographically but also time-wise, which always makes the, the TTU a, a live sport mm-hmm. event. It always makes it a bit difficult to get your head around here. But the one thing that did strike me, Shane, was that there was a real, <laughs> what looked to be a real kind of clubby community feel around the Zwift camp in the in in the in the Rafa pop up. Yeah, for sure. There was hundreds of people there um, for both nights. They had official events on, but also during the week they had uh, KOM competitions and sprint competitions and things just running all the time. You get a free bottle or a sticker. There's always people milling around, hanging around. We saw the kicker climb there as well, going up and down. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a good event. But yeah, we also I will mention we had uh, I walked in to the men's or the first night they held men's race and then the women's race i think it was just the one lappers before the duathlon came in the next night and who's up on stage having a chat maddie Heyman. he dropped yeah. in after the race he walked a few blocks around yeah. and I mean, he's an avid swifter um, but a top bloke as well so he's dropped in after the race it was a hot day like these riders should be getting massages and eating and sleeping no he walked around the corner a couple of blocks said go to everyone on zwift said go to wes signed a few bottles for the kids mm. and uh yeah, left from there, but it was so good to see him in person as well. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good events. 
yeah it, 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 it's, it's great to see that it does remind you what an accessible sport cycling is compared to many other professional sports when you see things like that well good to get that update from the CDU um, and great to see the, the pro cycling season kick off um, in Australia uh, always feels to me like we kind of turned the corner of winter a bit when, when we see the TDU starting um, okay let's move on now there was a super interesting piece of video posted on YouTube um, by by the chap we were talking about right at the top of the show, John Mayfield, uh, the Zwift creator, of course. Now I, I'm going to play this in um, for audio consumers of the podcast. I shall I shall describe it, and of course for video viewers, you're you're going to see it. So let's let's take a look at this really interesting piece of video. John has released the results of what he calls a weekend project. He's hooked up Zwift to a panel of LED lights in his ceiling at home using Wi-Fi. And what happens is that the ambience of Zwift is replicated in his pain cave by the lights. So as you pass through different lighting states in the game, then the ceiling panel copies them to your pain cave. In the volcano, everything goes red in the game and at home. Ride-ons flash up a bluey-green in your cave. The workout countdown is unmistakable as flashing red lights in your Zwift room. If it's dark or raining or stormy in Zwift, that's how the lighting is for you at home. And as dawn breaks in Zwift, the same thing happens at home. It's seriously cool. Uh, Nathan, I'll come to you first on this. I mean, really, I, I, I looked at this and I thought, how kind of gimmicky and silly. And then I looked at it a couple of times and actually it looks incredibly immersive or, 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 or another experience that adds to that whole idea of immersion. And, and really interestingly, actually, when John very, very, very first posted on, on uh, Slow Switch it was about Zwift, he actually had um, the, the precursor of Zwift hooked up to, to a fan, actually, and the fan increased or decreased speed depending on um, how fast you were going on the bike. Um, and this, this is clearly a lot more sophisticated, but to me, it shows that there's there's more to do and there are, there are more ways than you might have originally thought of to make Zwift and just virtual cycling in general a very immersive experience. I mean, what, what was your reaction to, to seeing all that lighting stuff? I think immersion is along the same lines as more road at this point. And I would like to see more game theory added to the game. So I was mm. kind of like, oh, cool. That's mm. a nice side project. Yeah. Um, and gimmick. not gimmick down the you. aims of roadmap. Gimmick yeah, for you. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shane, did you see that video and say, I must have that? Uh, I did, but that's the kind of shallow, you know, gimmick obsessed person that I, I really am. And, and but actually, before, before I ask you to comment, I mean, I, I must kind of, you know, uh, get, get this over to Zwifters. That this was absolutely a side project by John. I mean, this, this was something he did at the weekend. It was just a bit of fun. I mean, when he... When I was talking to him about it, he said he just wanted to pimp up his pimp up his pain cave. So, I mean, to some extent, we've got to look at this in almost unrelated to the game. But um, 
But when you saw that, did you want? Yeah, for sure. It looked <laughs> awesome. Uh, just, just, just for a little bit more immersion, yeah. just to take yeah. you away from looking at the wall. I mean, that's what Zwift does. It takes you away from looking mm. at the blank wall or something that you can't interact with. If something's interacting more back with you, with the light, there's lightning strikes and the flashing light looks really, really cool. I think it'll be something that you'd, uh, you really want to have and it would be so cool for the first five or six minutes maybe yeah, yeah, and then it'll yeah. just become the norm but then you couldn't live without it yeah so i'm all for it absolutely I, I like to see this this is sort of really john going back to grassroots because this is where zwift came from john's home project hmm. uh, who put it up on slow he put it up on slow twitch now it's a big commercial entity this is going back to i guess a bit, a bit of grassroots and i think this is why he posted up it's sort of like hey i'm still i'm still the guy who tinkers around and invents cool things as well it's not all just about the big business side of things so it was yeah. good to see it I'm, I'm glad john posted that up and uh yeah. look it generated a bit of excitement we're talking about it now and uh yeah i'd, I'd love i've got some lighting here i need to put in for sure yeah <laughs> let's do it um Nathan, it, it was interesting to hear Shane speculate there on why John might have posted it. I mean, he's, he's uh, John's not—he's kind of not a big poster actually at all. He's got a social media profile, but it's usually pretty low. What, what do you think the motives behind posting it were? Just that it was a nice little project and he wanted to show it off a bit, or was it um, in the week that Virtugo was was kind of launching itself? <laughs> hey guys, look how far ahead we are. I think Shane might have hit nail on head a little bit there that like look we're up to, i'm up to some cool things here's some of the some of the things i would like to do every time i talk to john um he's always i'm like here what about this idea and this idea and he's like yeah yeah that 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 i want to do all that <laughs> like and yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's very much like man this sounds all so great you know down the road we've got a b c and d on the burners and boiling over right now. So, um, so yeah, it's really encouraging to see though. Okay, well, let's stay techie for a bit. Uh, I hope non-techie uh, viewers and listeners will forgive us, but you know, in the end, Swift is a, a techie thing. Um, so let's stay techie for a bit because there's been um, there's been a kind of development which may, in the fullness of time, I mean, not tomorrow or next week or even next month or maybe even next year. For, particularly for Zwift but but this development might matter and it might matter big time and it's called cloud gaming so before we discuss it let's find out just a little bit more about it will this run Zwift the questions asked so frequently that it's almost become a meme it's probably fair to say that a major source of grief for Zwifters especially new ones is making sure their PC laptop or Mac has enough grunt for the game it's all about the graphics card, and for the non-computer savvy, it can be a steep learning curve. An awful lot of work has gone in at ZHQ, unseen by Zwifters, to make the game run on low-spec machines, as CEO Eric Min made clear in his Swiftcast interview. Um, John and his team are incredibly talented in, in creating a game that can run on literally the most basic uh, um, hardware. And the advent of Zwift on iOS, especially Apple TV, has done a huge amount to reduce friction and make all those confusing discussions about graphics cards redundant. But despite those developments, was an announcement by NVIDIA's CEO at the CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, something that will come to be seen as very significant. The team has finally done it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we're announcing today GeForce Now for PCs. So what is GeForce Now? Well, it's also been called cloud gaming. None the wiser? Let's ask the Zwifter who made Zwifterlizer, the tool that's helped thousands of Zwifters with graphics cards issues. Cloud gaming and GeForce Now is very high performance graphics on ordinary computers and mobile devices and set-top boxes. The graphics processing is done by servers in the data center, the cloud. Then what essentially is delivered to you is a streaming video of, of your current game performance. So effectively, this is the world's biggest and best graphics card, but it's not in your machine. It's in the cloud. It does all the processing and stuff that graphics cards do. And then it sends back to your computer a beautifully rendered glitch-free instance of, let's, let's say, Zwift. That, that, is that sort of in simple terms? That's what it is. Uh, yes, it's exactly that. Whilst it is indeed exactly that, cloud gaming in the short term is likely to have little impact on Zwifters. The game's not currently on the list of supported titles. And even if it was, bandwidth is a factor, as coverage at CES made clear. So what kind of internet connection am I going to need to have? We recommend a 50 megabits per second internet connection, but it will run as low as 25 megabits per second, and you'll get a very excellent streaming experience. But what are the possibilities in the longer term? Hard to say, but here's an example. Zwift creator John Mayfield recently reposted his original design for portals in workout mode. They were more elaborate, with more graphical information on the upcoming interval, and they served as a gateway to a completely different environment. Let's call it workout world, as opposed to what we've got now, which is ordinary Zwift, with a slightly weird blurry effect at the end of an interval. The reason this design was never implemented was revealed by John. It would have required too much graphics grunt for the low-end machines that Zwift's programmers must have in mind the whole time. I would say, and I'm going to stick my neck out, that it is definitely the future of gaming. I don't own any CDs anymore or DVDs or yeah. media. Uh, people don't, don't want to own and maintain not just their, their media library collection, but their hardware either. The type of GPU you're talking about is in the $1,000 range. And within 18 months, you, you, if you are really into gaming, you'd want to replace that. And it's yeah. kind of obsolete within 18 months. Now, if you turn it to the subscription renting model, you can change, you get the latest one all the time. Ah, the S word. Cloud gaming is subscription-based. You effectively rent your graphics card from NVIDIA in the cloud. And it'll be available for $25 for 20 hours of play. It's basically a GeForce gaming PC on demand. It is intriguing, but it is costly and it requires a big internet connection. Will Zwifters care enough? It's back to the old debate. Is Zwift a game or a training tool? Mr. Zwifterlizer thinks we care less about graphics and more about community. The priority is, is the, the community feel and the interaction around the the game. When, when I'm in, engaged in a group ride or race, I, I, I've said this before, I'm not actually that uh, bothered about the graphics. Mm. Obviously, it needs to be of a certain quality to feel like you're engaged and immersed. Mm. You know, the high quality reflections and trees and things, you don't really notice those when you're working, <laughs> when you're working hard. Mm. So in a fitness 
area. Yeah, the, yeah, you could say the graphics are high-end gaming, like these AAA titles, which sometimes referred to. It's a different um, use case, people would say, in the computing world. It, it's a different mm. audience, a different a reason to have graphics. Nathan, you could sort of see how this might matter to Zwift, but what's your view? It'll matter to the individuals who are looking for that more immersive experience. And if somebody is currently Zwifting at five frames per second and they can't hold the wheel or they can't interact with other individuals because it's five frames per second, they might really like this and they could maybe Zwift in 1080, you know, HD. And uh, that would really enhance their experience. So I think it matters for those individuals. Uh, mm -hmm. It matters for the streamers for as well. There are some new off-loading programs now for streaming too that are specifically for those with lower-end PCs that want to stream that can't do so. It offloads all that processing there as well. Uh, Streamlabs just came out with one actually as well. So uh, this is a trend right now. Shane, of course, one, and I know you're sensitive about this this particular issue uh, because of your geographical location, but I mean, one big kind of massive fly in this bright, shiny, techie future ointment is um, bandwidth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speed's one thing. Uh, latency is another as well, because if you're mouse clicking now in the in the demo we saw there, they were talking about the latency not being not too bad. Again, it depends on the uh, the congestion on your internet connection. Here in Australia, we know all about bad internet connections. Also, metered connections as well. If you're on a mobile phone that has a certain uh, you know 12 gig a month, I have on my mobile phone. If I blow blow over that. I'm charged, you know, whatever per ten dollars a gig. I think it is. It's quite mm, expensive. Mm, mm. So if people are on metered connections and they're using up to fifty megabits a second, that's quite a large amount. But look, I'm excited with the technology. It's it's again, things coming full circle. We used to have mainframes and uh, thin client PCs, and then it went back to the desktop. Now it's going back to the cloud again. Anyway, but yeah. bandwidth wise, absolutely showstopper here in Australia. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's super, super, super early days on this. But I mean, if you looked at the pitch, the 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 Nvidia guys um, pitch, Nathan. Um, I mean, his big thing was there are, I think he said, two billion people in the world who want to play games, or we think there are two billion people in the world who want to play games, but only one billion computers capable of doing so. Now, if if you if you go back to looking at this as as maybe not, you know enhancing the experience but actually just simply providing access to Zwift um, could it could it could it be a big factor in, in, in if you look at it through that that prism you have this ability I think that Nvidia and these these people who are moving to the cloud are thinking well everyone's going to get high speed connections sooner than later mm. let's invest here with this kind of tech I think that's mm. kind of where they're heading there and they're going to know that a larger part of those markets are going to be the billion that you're talking about that aren't going to be buying high hardware up front and be more interested in the 20 bucks a month. Uh, we need to keep tabs on that and you can guarantee um, this is the right place to do so, viewers and listeners. You find, you'll hear it first on the Zwiftcast. Okay. Uh, One question I have is, go, go on, Shane. Will, yeah. will this solve the Android problem? Will this solve the Android problem? Because they're talking about yeah, different hardware and different support. If, if it's just a, an interface to the back end, this could be it. This could be the technology the Android people want for their uh, Zwifting experience. I think, Let's I see. Think, 
I think the question there, Shane, would be which Android problem? Which of one no. you know, uh, of the 950 million Android devices and versions of Android do, do you want to? Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's not let's not go there. I don't I don't want to upset Android owners. I really don't. It's a fantastic system. Hey, hang on one <laughs> sec. I've got to tweet that out. Zwiftcast supports Android no, and no, the no, other no, account no. on the other iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Shane tweeting to? Is he, Shane is ZNN revealed? Oh, Shane is ZNN oh, revealed oh, on his webcast oh, right now. Hey, 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 hey. Um, anyway, David, know what you're talking about? <laughs> Never seen it before in my life, Governor. Um, Been riding outside. <laughs> okay, well, can I just conclude this discussion by saying, Shane, please never ever uh, say the sentence Simon support an Android, uh, or uh, the sentence that includes the word Simon support an Android ever again on the Zwiftcast, if you don't mind. Uh, okay, let's move on. Let's, let's move on to something. Uh, something a little more human than uh, cold heart technology. Um, uh, so uh, Derek Bowen, uh, nice guy. Actually, uh, strangely enough, I kind of know Derek. He was—he's one of those Swifters whose whose name um, I, I just kept seeing. He—he he and I used to enter the same races together, and he always used to kind of beat me in the sprint. So when I saw his name pop up on on Facebook, I was obviously kind of intrigued, and I was even more intrigued to see that he was riding his bike with a broken neck. Um, so I had to find out a bit more about that, and that's what I did. And here it is. It probably seemed a good idea at the time, and it could have happened to any of us, but when Zwifter Derek Bowen dived headfirst into a snowdrift, the results were not great. Uh, basically, I have a fracture of my C7 vertebrae. A chunk came off the vertebrae, and it's actually up against a nerve, so it's causing problems in my right arm. Um, I've had extreme pain, which seems to be calmed down from the drugs I'm on. My index and thumb finger, they're numb, and... Uh, Basically, I'll have muscle spasms and just very uncomfortable feeling from my neck, basically down to my fingertips. Sleeping is a nightmare. So just you got this brace on and it just seems to flare everything up again. Being a hardy cyclist, it's not stopped you getting on the bike. I had three weeks of playing video games on the couch, basically doctor's orders. But mentally, it was tough just sitting there doing nothing. I got permission from the doctor to start light exercising. So basically sitting on a bike and pedaling is what I consider light exercising. And what adaptations have you had to make to, to the bike, Derek? Um, basically, I've, I've, made, I've made a bike which is fully adjustable. So I've raised the, raised the bars up nice and high so I can just basically lounge on it instead of get into what a normal riding position may be. And and I mean, did you, presumably you didn't have a bike like this just lying around. Have you had to construct it or get somebody to help you construct it? Uh, basically, I, I had it made, not not in the purpose of uh, <laughs> using the abilities of moving it all around to adjust to a problem like a neck brace. But I just built it so I don't have to use my road bike or any other bike. It's just my indoor trainer bike. I, I assume you've got to take things fairly easily. Um, I put some pretty good efforts in, um, haven't, um, there's no, no chance I'm going to stand up and try to sprint or anything like that, but just sitting and pedaling harder at times, it, it seems to be okay. Like, uh, obviously there's an issue with my arm, but it doesn't stop my legs. 
And and have you had a reaction from Zwifters? I see you've put broken neck or words to that effect in your in your screen name. People have come out and you know they've showed that they've recovered fully from broken necks and probably some cases a lot worse than what I've had. And uh, it's just inspiration to see the other riders, yeah. you know, persevere and ride on basically. I, I guess Zwift is keeping you sane, isn't it? It is <laughs> really sane. Uh, <laughs> it's tough just sitting around and not not being able to do much of anything so yeah Zwift is definitely a savior I do feel for you Derek I mean what's the what's the prognosis how long are you going to be in that instrument of torture around your neck it's supposed to be coming off in about two weeks right. now I don't think it's going to be fully off I think I take it off learn the exercises I, I'm supposed to do and I'm, I'm assuming I'll put it back on until I, I'm not even sure what my recovery is going to be right when yeah. it does come off um uh, Derek, let me just ask you one question. If you were thinking of diving headfirst into a snowdrift um, ever again, do you think you would? No, it's not going to happen ever again. Um, I, I've paid my dues for doing it. It was obviously a bit of a daft thing to do, but I think you, I think you kind of realises that now, and haven't we all done daft things that we've later regretted? Um, Shane, the interesting thing for me on on, on Derek's story was... Not so much the recuperation from lawful injury, which is always sort of interesting in a kind of <laughs> morbid way, but was to see how instrumental in getting him back active was was returning to the community, the Zwift community. I mean, that I found that really kind of heartening. Yeah, look, uh, one thing that really uh, took me aback watching that video is how close we all are at any time mm -hmm. for a life-changing event. That yeah. is just... It sends shivers down my spine. It literally does. Um, any second, um, and that split second we saw there in the video, that, that changed his life in a big way. So mm -hmm. to be able to return to a little bit of normality, riding Zwift and interacting with people, just like, you know, as he was before that event, fantastic. Good to see. I'm hoping he makes a full recovery from that and uh, still enjoys his Zwifting, and it looks like he is. So that's a, that's a great thing. We're all kind of a moment away from disaster, particularly if you, particularly if you spend any time on two wheels, actually. Um, but 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 what other community could, could you kind of rehabilitate on a bike, talk about bikes, talk about broken necks, and talk about motivation to get off the, the, the couch, which, which must be hard when he had that awful neck brace on. I mean, what other community other than a place like Zwift? I'm actually searching the corners of my brain right now to think of another community that's online in this respect mm. that could replicate something like this. There might be a few out there, um, but in this respect, like you think about the little benefits that we get day in and day out as Zwifters in that we get the motivation to jump in our workout. Derek around for a long time as well. Mm. And I think there's a whole nother le level of depth of connection with the reality of physical activity from your home with all these other people in an online environment that are pulling you in to do this with them um, in that live format that uh, really can impact his life in a, in, a, in a much deeper way than, you know, the first or second or whatever you want to call yeah. it, these yeah. levels of um, commitment to yep. the community of Zwift. And I think his connection to the community at this point is really 
really life-changing in that respect. I, I mean, plus the level of expertise that's available in the Zwift community. That's what got me. I mean, you know, you can go tap away on the keyboard and find 12 people who've broken their necks and got back cycling again. And, I mean, I, I still find that just <laughs> absolutely incredible, actually. Uh, good, luck to, good luck to Derek. Uh, great guy. Um, and uh, 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 let's hope for a speedy recovery. I'm sure you'll be hastening it with, um, with the exercise you're doing. And really good to see you doing that, Derek. Well done, mate. Um, okay, well, talking of expertise, one uh, other area of expertise that Zwifters are particularly interested in accessing is coaching. And uh, continuing a bit of a theme on this Zwiftcast, actually, um, technology. Um, Zwift and coaches and streaming together can make access to coaching expertise easier than ever before. And one way of doing that is something called Workout Wednesdays. Group workouts have been a thing on Zwift for some weeks now and they're getting more sophisticated. One evolution is the live streamed group workouts, one of which is Workout Wednesdays. Let's knock it back now. Now, before you go, whoa, that's too much tech. Actually, it's not. To get the best from these, all you really need is a second screen, which really adds to the experience, according to ride leader and coach Matt. Two screens is is the way to do it. So I've got my primary screen, which is a TV screen, and that's where I uh, I view my Zwift, my Zwift rides so in game. Next to it, then I've got a got a laptop that I'm logged in. So for me, the use of that is I can view all the questions that are coming up and that the viewers are posting. So I'm answering questions in real time. So what qualifies Matt to answer Zwifters' questions? Well, he's one half of a large coaching company, Rowan King. Hence the in-game kits. The other half is his real other half, Danny King, now Roe. Wife, uh, business partner, and not a bad cyclist, actually. Just an Olympian. Just an Olympian and world champion, that's all. She grew up as as Danny King and had most of her cycling success uh, as a king. So, again, I met Danny nine years ago now. He got married last year. Um, And, yeah, she's very much part, part of the company and plays an active role. In, in sharing her views on you know, training advice and tips. Matt's pro career was successful, though shorter lived than Danny's. Um, I guess the highlight of my career was becoming European champion uh, as a junior, as a first year junior. Um, but then I had glandular fever as an 18 year old, the kissing disease, mm. as many 18 year olds do. And that kind of put, put a stop to my, my career, really. Um, but again, I've never left the sport since. So again, I've been around cycling for you know, literally 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there's obviously a massive, massive wellspring of, of coaching expertise there. Uh, and I guess the good news, really, is that Zwifters can access at least some of this uh, for free on, on Workout Wednesday. It's the only thing I can really suggest in all seriousness to genuinely improve your cycling is core stability work. So um, I, I did Workout Wednesday the other day, so I kind of know what it is, but, but look, quite a lot of Zwifters probably won't. So do you, Talk us through it. What what is Workout Wednesday, Matt? What do, if people join it? What what do they do? What do they see? And what what they're going to get out of it? Uh, and Workout Wednesday last week we had just shy of two hundred. So there's a very very small proportion of Zwifters that are tapping into Workout Wednesday and what we're doing. It's, it's a fantastic fantastic resource for anyone. Uh, so Workout Wednesday, um, I lead uh, a Workout Wednesday seven forty five GMT. Uh, and Coach Hendy, Greg Henderson, also leads one. And we, we well, I, I lead a session in workout mode. 
So workout mode essentially gets rid of the problem where you have you know, a lot of different riders, different abilities, you've got that kind of stretch effect. So it gets rid of that for, for starters. We all ride together in one big peloton, we all, or can we all get our, or we all get our work done. And each week uh, I create a session that we all complete. So at the moment my focus for these sessions is on developing aerobic base and strength. They're two of the key attributes that cyclists in, in the off-season now uh, would focus on. I'm on, uh, I, I do it live on webcam. If you've got access to Facebook while you're Zwifting, so Zwift Community Live's Facebook page, you can log in there and view me going through the pain and trying to narrate in and around completing the efforts. I mean, I think the thing that people will find impressive, Matt, is that, you know, you're putting down the watts and... Uh talking at the same time i mean <laughs> you know you see this with with very trained riders and pro riders all the time but it, it kind of never ceases to amaze me i mean is that tough for you big time big time um, <laughs> so two minutes left guys just suck it up absorb that effort you know on this minute now she's just as important as the first minute of the last minute hey, again yeah, I mean, people probably think that i'm I'm cheating somehow or kind of I'm docking my watts, but I generally do the session as everyone else does on Zwift. So we're all in it together. Uh, and, you know, at times after maybe some, some, some real hard effort, so a sprint or a prolonged period of intense effort, I do go a bit quiet while I'm catching my breath. Um, but, yeah, I do my best to, you know, continue talking to keep it, um, keep Workout Wednesdays engaging for those who are viewing the live stream. Is it, would it be possible, have you got the space there and have you got the technology for you and Danny to lead a, lead a session together? Could, could that ever happen? That's very funny you mention it. So Danny's <laughs> been in, uh, in, in Mallorca for the last 10 days. And while she's been away, I've got the, the garage decked out, made some more space. I've actually got two turbos set up now. Ooh. So one of them is connected to Zwift. One day the dream will be to have two Zwift stations set up. Um, and um, the, only, the only downside of that is I'm sure we'll become a little bit competitive, you know, we're racing <laughs> on Zwift and all that. So, uh, but no, that's definitely, uh, definitely something, something to aim for. Shane, I mean, you're a very experienced cyclist uh, and you've got expertise to loads and loads of coaching, but, but would you ever do one of those sessions? Yeah, for sure. Um, Wednesday's a good day too. It's it's far enough away from the weekend to be recovered. It's far enough from the next weekend so you can go super, super hard. I'm all for it. And I'm all for being yelled at and switching my brain off. So if somebody mm. else can lead that mm. or I can be taken through online, I'm all for it. It's a good workout. Yeah, yeah. Nathan, I mean, I know you've been super instrumental in, in getting these going. You were you were kind of piloting this this whole idea uh months ago actually months and months ago i mean you've, you've been you've been at the center of setting these these things up this combination of coaching uh, or, or or tutored workouts and streaming um which sounds complicated but but you know if you just watch that video it's not i mean all you all you need is a second screen uh, are you surprised at the relatively few numbers who are doing it now I say this on a sample size of one. I mean, the one I did, there were like 200 riders on it. Is, is, do you think that's a good number? Or, or would you have expected more? Or do you think this is something that's just going to grow and grow? I think there's a lot of room to grow. I think there's a lot going on on Zwift right now. And I mm. think that because of that, I mean, we talked about this, I think, a few weeks ago. It's very event-oriented right now. Mm. There's a lot of events going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I think uh, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things uh, all, all at the same time sometimes. So um, 200 people is a good amount to show up. Shane, it's sort of Zwift's answer to Peloton, this, kind of, except it's not uh, a scantily clad woman with lots of makeup on throwing herself around on a spin bike and can I thank heavens for that really um but do you <laughs> I mean do you think this 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 could be a kind of a, a, an answer to to the Peloton thing and what I mean by the Peloton thing is that kind of sort of celebrity led I hate to use the word celebrity but you know expert led sessions I mean is 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 that important for developing the quality of these of these community events where where people are working out together Hmm. Interesting question. Uh, yeah, look, it'll, it'll allow the, the instructors to become more and more professional at what they do. And if there's some interactivity happening as well, the instructors will know what works and what doesn't. And then next week, it'll be a better session. The week after, mm. be a better session again. The week after that, it'll progress further if there's some good interaction there between the instructor who continues to do the same thing. Uh, we've seen that with the hump day ride with Tim Searle leading that. Um, Tim's got a really, really good formula that he's developed to control everybody with lieutenants and things like that. So, yeah, bring it on. It, this is this is awesome. It's really good to see. I'd love to see it integrated into Zwift so people can do it on one screen and have it all simply accessible yeah. um, and just there as part of the experience. But as a progression, this is looking good. This is looking good. Yeah. Uh, that integrating uh, integration surely must be coming because... Um, even though actually you say it's quite simple and, and you only need a second screen and and it is but sort of why should you need a second screen i, I guess you know in, in the fullness of time i would i would think you you won't need one okay well let's move on um one of the good things of course about group workouts with this rubber band effect is that you don't get people flying off the front front of rides now Ah, I mean, I know we've discussed this several, several, several times before, but I think with all the new Zwifters on board, hopefully a few new listeners and viewers to the Zwiftcast, um, and, and the way that this thing has now kind of settled down, I, do, I think it's actually possibly worth worth returning to this, just, just to get the views of you two. So let me let me kind of state my position. And, and what we're discussing here is flyers. Uh, these are people who fly off the front of group rides. Now confession time i i have done this i have gone off the front of of group rides not very often to be to be fair and and i have kind of felt a bit guilty about it when i've done it uh, and the circumstances under which i've done it is where a, a kind of group forms very 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 early like in the first 30 seconds or 40 seconds and we're gone we're up the road there's six or eight of us we want to work together Okay, maybe we shouldn't have joined that group ride, but we'll get into that in the in the in the discussion. And 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 and, and I've justified it to myself by saying we're up the road; they can't see us. We're not affecting that ride. Um, really sorry, Mr. Group Rider, but this is just the way it's worked out for me today, and um, we're not disrupt disrupting your group ride now. Actually. I, I kind of sort of felt that that was sort of okay, but there was a residual part of me that was feeling actually maybe it's not okay that. And and this popped up on, on, on Facebook um, in a small group and a, a very respected ride leader came in and, and explained why, in really, really well-argued terms, why this was not a good thing to do. Um, Christian Wiedemann, I mean, a long, long time Twifter, ride leader, race organiser. I mean, he's done like, so much stuff. I mean, if you're going to listen to anybody, you should listen to Christian. 
Um, anyway, he made what I thought was a really well argued point. So I asked him to, to, to do it in audio and video. And, and here is Christian with his points about group rides. People often ask what the harm is in going off the front of a Swift group ride when others seem perfectly happy to join. The problem is that having a group off the front seems to legitimize pushing the pace for some people. There always seem to be hotheads in the pack that ride faster with a group off the front, and the irony is that those who did go off the front probably would have been just as happy at the advertised pace. Ride leaders make a commitment to show up every week and lead a ride at the advertised pace, even when we might not feel enthusiastic about it. It's frustrating when someone takes advantage of our dedication and recruits their own group from our rides. If you do want to ride faster than the main group, why not volunteer to lead a faster subgroup? Of course, that would require the commitment to show up regularly. Alternatively, just gather your ad hoc group in the free ride mode. Hopefully, Zwift will add an ad hoc group feature in the future. But for now, please don't use organized group rides to start your own. Uh, really interesting stuff from Christian there. Shane, let me, let me front you up. Have you, have you done it? Have you ever run, gone off the front of a group ride? Only accidentally if there's been a split in the bunch that we didn't know about with the 200 riders because the hump dad ride can get very, very big. Uh, 200 riders up and 200 riders back. You don't really see everyone. I've only ever been involved in a split like that. I feel really bad when even when that happens and I'll drop back. Uh, no. Uh, and Christian makes some very, very good points there for sure. So, no, I try and steer clear of that. If I was to, hypothetically, I would quit the actual event and then just take off. If I wanted a harder ride or I've entered a, a group that wasn't fast enough for the workout that I was doing or the ride that I was doing at the time, I'd quit the event and still get that hard workout done by myself. Nathan, confession time ever. Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been three weeks since I last flew off the front of a group ride. Uh, <laughs> yes or no? I don't think so. Mm. I'm, oh, God, I'm feeling I'm really surprised. bad now. And actually, <laughs> no, I like, because... In real life, I'm the guy who's like, better hang on. We showed up to the A group and they get mad because it's whatever. <laughs> so I'm the guy who's usually like, deal with it. Like, we're going fast. Okay. But the expectations of those rides were, um, we're going fast. So I usually show up, I think, to those rides anyways. But the, um, I would add even one more point to Christian. They're all really great points, though. Not to, mm. that even it needs anything to add, but that in the bigger picture, you're setting a precedent for that ride. Mm. So, like, yeah. somebody showed up, and if it's okay, yeah. then they yeah. keep showing up and keep yeah. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, you know, you got to admit it. When you go off the front, there's a reason why I showed up to the A group where I was like, deal with it, because I feel like a badass off the mm. front. Mm. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. you know, there's a little bit of a... Uh, I think holding back that precedent, making sure people aren't shining their egos a little bit there. Well, thanks, boys. You've succeeded in making me feel, you know, about that big, actually. Uh, although, I mean, you know, I mean, I did confess, excuse me, it, it really hasn't happened very often. And, 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 you know, like two or three times, maybe three or four. And, you know, I've definitely stopped doing it now. One of the reasons I, I did it, or the very few times I did it, actually, is I'm in a slightly unfortunate position of being a pretty strong C rider, but not such a great B rider. So I'm, 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 I'm struggling to hang on to a fast B-paced ride. And sometimes a slowish C-paced ride doesn't, doesn't feel 
fast enough for me. So, I, you know, I do kind of struggle to find my levels on, on certain rides. But but actually, it's it's no excuse really. And uh, uh, okay, having heard from you two, I promise I will never ever ever do it again. Okay, talking about going fast, let's uh, have a little tiny bit of racing and here's news of a brand new race series which will appeal to the heavier rider. Normally Clydesdales in triathlon, 100 kilos and over. I looked at the amount of people that were over 100 kilos on Swiss Power and I think there were six <laughs> that ever raced. In the, so there's no point having a category at that time. Yeah. So I went with theirs, which was 84 kilos, 90 kilos. Right. And then obviously with the women's version, which is called Athena, um, it's 68 kilos, 75-ish kilos, because it's in the Imperial. Basically, this is a race series for the, for the heavier rider. I mean, obviously you've identified a demand for that. And, and to an extent, that wouldn't be surprising. Um, yes, there were a lot of riders that were complaining that the only races they could actually compete in or have a chance of winning, well, not even winning, just to, to be able to race, were completely and utterly flat. People were finding, myself included, that as soon as the road went up, we were going into zone five, zone six, trying to hammer it just to stay with riders who were probably taking it easy mm. going uphill. So with Zwift Power allowing categories by weight, I wanted to bring that in. And uh, there was a lot of demand and um, there's, there are a lot of athletes that are over not just 84 kilos, but uh, over 90 kilos, even 100. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've got a friend who's well, I've got two friends, actually, both very, very strong cyclists, 95 kilos, 100 kilos. Um, I mean, you do. You know, I mean, you know, cycling is kind of, you know, it's synonymous with with skinny people. But actually, you know, there's a there's a good deal of cyclists who are, are heavier. Well, Chris Hoy is a brilliant example of that. 93 kilos at his, at his leanest. Mm. So how, how's it going? Are you getting good numbers? Um, not bad, considering it's only just started. Um, we're getting uh, 25, 30 riders. But the word is spreading. Um, I've had maybe about 30 people joining the group in the last uh, couple of days. So it's just a, a sort of um, a rolling stone, really. It's just going to pick up, hopefully, more and more. Yeah. And I guess you, you're not your course selection is not in any sense limited, is it? You're, you're presumably choosing from the entire range of courses that are available. You're not just sticking with flat. That's right. I mean, that's that's exactly the reason for doing with these categories because then we can choose anything we want. We can even go up the mountain. Hmm. 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 Oh, it's an absolutely terrific idea. Do you, do you think it's going to grow and grow? I mean, if you look at the demographic on on Zwift. I mean, my, I, I, I don't know, but my guess is it skews a little older and a little heavier, perhaps, than, than the, what might we call, the, the club cycling population. I mean, is that, is that your guess, do you think? Um, well, I use Zwift Power to look at the weights of all the people that have ever raced on, at all that are recorded on Zwift Power. There weren't many 100 kilos and above, but there were, I would say, about 30 or 40 pages with about 50 riders on each page that were over 84 kilos. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. a sizable chunk of the Zwift population, not to mention, of course, the ones that have never raced because they are heavyweights and they just think, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's a cracking idea. We've, we've, we've got age-related racing on Zwift now with Chris O'Hearn's um, Master Series, which I, I think you lend a hand in too. Uh, and, to, and to see racing by, by weight category, I mean, to me, it's just, you know, why wouldn't you? You know, what could, you know, what could go wrong with that? I just think it's a great idea. It extends um, 
the scope of racing and makes it more interesting to more people. I mean, it's I think it's an absolutely terrific idea. Good, good work, Robert. Thank you. And uh, yeah, anything that brings more people into racing. So I mean, I've, you know, I would have loads more ideas, but I'm just limited at the moment in, in what we can do. But anything that expands the the, the, the racing uh, community, the better. Yeah. Um, Shane, this is such a good idea. It's one of those ideas you think, uh, why was this not happening like two years ago? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, I want to know how many chocolate hot cross buns I need to eat so I qualify <laughs> for this kind of race. Because uh, I'm on it, absolutely. No, no look, something for everyone. And it, if, it, uh, if it gives somebody the experience to either win a race or be more competitive than what they were in the past, I'm all for it. It's a good thing to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathan, I, I thought Robert's last point he made was 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 probably excuse me his strongest one which was that this just extends racing you know it makes a it's a bigger canvas it's a it's a wider world when people who would have felt excluded from it no longer no longer do so yeah exclusion and intimidation are the two main things i hear uh mm. from uh people who would like maybe to check out racing and just feel like it's just not for them so mm. uh new women racers i hear that a lot and then i also hear riders who are like i'm just gone from the get-go it doesn't even matter why am i doing this so having races specific uh to this to the um you know we've got women's racing growing for sure women specific racing having racing specifically clydesdale is really successful actually in the mountain bike world so i'm super familiar with this so it's no surprise to me whatsoever that uh it would be jumping into the zwift world as well yeah yeah no, it's um, it's uh, it's a very good move actually, and well done to, to Robert for for, for organising that. Um, uh, it'd be great to see that see that grow. Um, Nathan, just just finally on on racing, we're not spending too long on it this episode, but I see that Zwipar are getting. Well, it looks like they're getting a bit tougher actually. So they've now instituted a three strikes and you're out policy for. Is it six watts per kilo for more than five minutes? I think it's a good move toward even more development that could take place. But baby steps, there's a lot that goes into all this. And just adding one more feature like that adds a lot more work on a lot of things. Uh, so, uh, But they already got some tools in place to track your 20-minute. Now it's five. And, you know, I think that's all around power files and things. So, um there's a lot of different areas to go into with this, but I think it's a great development, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is quite good to see them just just flexing the muscles a bit. I think actually. Um, well, uh, before we know it, boys, that's uh, yet another episode uh, done and dusted. Um, goodness me, uh, there's um, always something to talk about, as 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 we so often say. Um, Shane, no sooner are you back from Adelaide than uh, you're packing your bags again and, and off on your travels over the Pacific to Long Beach, in fact. What are you up to over there, dude? Yeah, well, not chasing the sun for sure because the sun's definitely here. Another 40-degree yeah. day coming up tomorrow, which I'm taking off from. Look, heading over to uh, ZHQ um, with their Australian representative, Wes Salzberger. And uh, look, we'll be having a chat with the guys over at uh, HQ about the, the pending Australian winter. Winter in Australia is always massive for Zwift. Mm. So the sooner we can get planning for that, with a few ideas for content, maybe some events coming up, the, the better they're going to be. So we'll be over there chatting all things Zwift for winter. And uh, yeah, it should be good. should be really, really good. Excellent. I love the US. Except the coffee. 
That's all good. Yeah, and cheese. Well. <laughs> Shots they're, they're, not, fired. They're, they're not very good at cheese. Um, uh, but Wait I'm a like, second. Oh, what? Americans are terrible at cheese, aren't they? I don't know what America you guys have been to, but... The only cheese, and let me tell you, Nathan, the only cheese I've ever seen in America is like, it's either in a tube or in a squirty thing. I'm not so You are coming to Wisconsin, okay? And and, and, and we get all our coffee from south of the border where all the awesome beans are. I don't know what you guys are talking about here, but... Well, okay, okay. Well, uh, as Nathan said, actually, I am coming to Wisconsin. I'm going to New York first, actually, for for a launch, a Zwift-related launch event. I, I'm not sure if it's if it's top secret, actually. So I'm going to say shum on that. But news will be coming. Um, okay, Nathan, um, and then I'm going over to and then I'm going over to see Nathan in in Wisconsin, in fact, and doing a factory visit at. Uh, we want a cheese report. We want a cheese well, report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. You can. I think you're going to get a cheese report actually because this has suddenly sure. become a thing. Now, but but actually, and I don't know whether cheese will be will be. I don't know whether cheese will be served at this meal. But but I've very kindly been invited by Nathan to what he cryptically just called uh, dinner with grandma. Now, Nathan, what <laughs> what does what, what does dinner with grandma involve? I'm, I'm hoping obviously now cheese, but but apart from cheese. <laughs> There may be cheese. Actually, Grandpa's always got some aged cheese in the fridge. He's a connoisseur of the cheese and good beers. So, but uh, Grandma Meal, essentially, Grandma Meal is the recreation of a Thanksgiving every Thursday um, that Grandma's been putting on for 15 years, I want to say. It's been a long time. And uh, it's been a mainstay for our family actually here locally for a very, very long time. So, um, there you, you'll, you'll meet a lot of the, uh, Steinke family. My last name's Gera, uh, but my mom's side is Steinke Stonecutter. Uh, right. the stonecutters, you're going to meet the stonecutter side of the family okay. and, um, Scotland, German, Scottish, German, very European descendant frog and toad type house, <laughs> Sno- small, uh, cozy there's a nice fireplace in an old stone foundation it'll be a you'll you'll love it you'll love it simon they they love your part of the world there's pictures of your part of the world actually all over the house they um so they'll love to have you well i'm i'm very very much looking forward to to coming to that nathan now particularly since i've had a now kind of a more fulsome description of it and um i i i look forward at the end of the evening to getting down on my knees and probably even recording an apology to our American friends for uh, cheese-related and coffee-based <laughs> unjustified insults. Um, but, you know, I have to say this is this is subject to data, subject to testing, so get that cheese and coffee out, dude. Uh, what I'm going to have to warn everybody. What else is happening with you, Nathan? Much going on on ZCL? I assume the answer to that is yes. Can- yeah, continual. There's a lot going on. Lots of greatness, great stuff going on uh, with uh, obviously Workout Wednesday. Now that we have two shows on Wednesday, uh, partnering up with CVR a little bit. So obviously we're paying a lot of attention to what those guys are doing with the CVR World Cup. Uh, we now have Zwift Community live chat going on on a weekly basis. We're actually having Zwift Quest back this Friday uh, for to talk a little bit about 
the new team feature that's kind of being introduced for that as well. And then obviously we have the crit series, both Europe uh, presented by tax and then North America presented by Cyclops. So those are uh, in full swing. Good. Excellent to see. Um, Shane, your YouTube channel, obviously going gangbusters as, as usual. Now the, the, the thing, I mean, there was such a flood of stuff from TDU. I, I actually found it hard to keep up. The one that stuck in my mind was something to do with, chains and lubes and and neos uh just give us give us a the 15 second version of that uh, i met with somebody over there from zerofrictioncycling.com today you whose obsession is oil and chains and efficiency yeah. he has a tax neo that is on fifty three thousand kilometers with a motor wow. he tests chains he uh yeah, check out the website, zerofrictioncycling.com.au of what he's up to. Absolutely brilliant to talk to. I did a nine-minute video or so. Fascinating stuff. He's one of those people who are so far down the rabbit hole, you can listen to them all day. Brilliant mm. stuff. Good. Um, I have to confess, one of my obsessions was um, was chain loop. It, it remains so as well, actually, which, which culminated in me buying um, a slow cooker or a crock pot, as I think they're mm -hmm. known in some parts of the mm -hmm. world. And uh, melting large amounts of candle wax and dipping uh, dipping several chains into it on a on a repeated basis. Oh, I'm there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to. In, I will experiment with this indoors because if it's cleaner indoors, mm. uh, yeah, all the better yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, it it is. Uh, my uh, my results chain actually were. I mean, it it is good. I mean, you can feel the difference. Mm -hmm. um, it's super quiet. But basically, it involves you having a crock pot on the go on a more or less permanent basis because it lasts wax on chain. Or what I used, which was like paraffin wax, it lasts for about, oh, somewhere between three and five microseconds. You know, I mean, it just... Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah. I've got two chains to swap out, so I keep one on the go. So yes. I'll see how yeah. I go. I'm, I love yeah. low maintenance. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes anyway. Always have to explore. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that sounds like a good subject for... <laughs> for, for something we should do on the, on the podcast actually uh, because, uh, because actually because lube indoors is really 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 super important I mean it's important for mm -hmm. cleanliness it's important for, for noise uh, and and important for, for power loss you don't want to be losing uh, losing stuff through your drive, tra drive chain um, well you report back on the cheese and coffee I'll report back on the waxy chain <laughs> see how we so, go sounds like <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a great deal to me um Excellent. Well, thanks. I don't for want any it. homework. No homework for Nathan. I'm not recording nothing. <laughs> thanks very much, boys. I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed this one as ever. We've covered a lot of ground in sometimes unexpected areas. And the next podcast, and Nathan, I hope to do it at your house. Actually, if if I survive Grandma's supper. Oh my goodness. I, 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 I hope we can do that one together. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, we'll just Shane. have to be prepared for the multiple children involved in the new guests. You have five new guests. Okay. They're right. called the Gary children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm prepared. I'm very prepared for that, I think. <laughs> you, uh, you are not prepared. No, I'm definitely not. I was just being polite. Uh, boys, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Safe travels, Shane. Uh, I'll see you Cheers. soon in the flesh, Nathan. Thank you very much indeed, as usual. Very entertaining. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, guys.
Thanks for listening, podcast fans. Um, just a reminder that there is a video version now of the podcast. Um, it will always be there in audio. I know the audio is very important to a lot of people, but the video version just gives a little bit extra if you want to check it out. Just search Zwiftcast on YouTube and it should pop up. Um, thank you for listening, of course. Uh, thank you for watching if you try that. And thanks to Zwift for their continued support of the podcast. But just the usual reminder that even though Zwift generously support the podcast, they don't influence what we say. Thanks again for listening. See you next time. Zwift.